0: This is AI Podcast not artificial intelligence agency intelligence our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams a platform for agents when people think of niche marketing they're thinking so small scale in real life agencies sharing their thoughts all you need to do is get in front of more people to transform an industry better coverages uh, better pricing better everything real the difference between givers takers and matchers agents I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence, and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, and I am back with you. And you probably saw it on your Chrome. You saw it on your player. You know that we are being joined by the one, the only, I'm serious, I looked, Caitlin Agar. How are you doing, Caitlin?
1: Doing fantastic, Jason. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am as well. I am as well. So you loyal listeners know that Caitlin was on here July, I want to say. I want to say July or something like that. Um, great, unbelievable download numbers that we had. And we don't we don't measure how our, uh, how, you know, I heard my buddy Bradley Flower say it the other day. It's no, we're not measured by downloads. We're measured by impact. But downloads say you're having impact. When everybody's getting about this many and somebody gets this many there's somebody who had an impact that that means they shared it with somebody else who probably didn't listen to it before, right? And that means impact. And so that's why I brought you back on, Caitlin. And uh, and we have some stuff that we're happy to tell the listeners, which uh, you guys be patient in that. Um, but Caitlin, um, welcome very much back to Agency Intelligence.
1: Thank you. I. Uh- super excited to be back. Thanks for having me back on the show. And I'm excited that the last time that we met together, that the conversation had that ripple effect and that uh, the listeners enjoyed the content. And so I'm excited to come back and share a couple more ideas. So thanks for the opportunity to be on the platform again and talk about the things that I love and and what I'm I, do, I know yeah. you're
0: busy. I know you're busy. So I greatly do appreciate it. Before we go on, I have to say what I have to say, because I just got a key. When I find greatness, I want you to know we got your podcast.com. We got your podcast.com. Um, we're doing 11 shows now. I'm very, very proud of my team. Um, we pretty soon on, we got your We're actually going to link all of the podcasts to it. Um, because I want you to hear the intros that are being created inside. We sent some of our, um, podcasting people actually to some podcast editing school, nothing like, you know, a college or anything, but we found some stuff out there. They went through it. Um, I'm so proud of what Sarah, Nicholas, uh, Riza, Belingit, and Robin are, uh, are Rodriguez are doing out there. It's really, really amazing some of their stuff. I can't say it enough. So if you want to create a niche or you have a niche and you want to build authority in a niche, Podcasting's how you do it. We got your podcast.com. Caitlin, thanks for taking 30 seconds. Allow me uh, to do some shameless self-promotion. But, you know, these these the people hearing it over and over in COVID out there is allowing people to have a lot of time to create podcasts where they didn't before. And they're starting to see that building authority does a lot for their 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 brand, but also for their prospecting. So I think you.
1: finding good podcasts to listen to is just a smart way. To grow and make sure that you're investing in yourself personally and professionally during this crazy COVID season when things are a little bit shaken up and finding some influencers out there that um, help you set the day off on the right foot.
0: Do you, and how I know that that's the correct thing to do, not because we're special. They're going to be reaching out to others as well. But Facebook, um, I announced that to the loyal listeners, had actually reached out to us, said, hey, we've listened to your thing. We think that you can provide value. When we asked Facebook, I mean, I grilled them. I'm like, why us? How'd you find us? Come on. And they said we were looking in every industry because we, in every industry, we're usually at events we can't be at events anymore, so we're going to the podcast airwaves, so it's a way for us to stay involved. I thought that that was very telling to the power that a podcast can provide when you see um, businesses and firms taking that angle to still stay relevant. So other people can too, so I think that that's really, really important. So um, Caitlin, we, we have you here for a reason. We wanna talk about the overall arching, um, thing that in the green room before you talked about, you kept saying the word wave, which I think describes it well. Um, it really, truly does. I think waves sometimes come and go. Um, I think this wave is going to come and build, right? And when we talk about this, and I want to I want you to, leave, I want to turn it over to you as your idea and your guiding principle that, You know, loyal listeners, if you don't know before her history and her story, you can tell we're not going into the three questions. That's not what this is about. You can go back to the other podcast and listen to that in July. Um, She's a rock star, came from the independent or the uh, captive exclusive side. And now he's come over here. She's with quantum, uh, is it quantum international? Quantum insurance international International. over there with our dog. She Jeff Agar, ironically enough, same last name. That's her husband. So those people that you've been hearing me talk about, she does come from them. So, um, and Caitlin do give us a little introduction so they know a little bit more about you and then give us your idea, this wave, this thought, this thing that you've experienced.
1: Absolutely. So I'm the director of education and development at quantum assurance right now. And we're an independent agency that reaches clients through the direct channel. So our call center operations, as well as the agency channel. And um, one of, one of the reasons that I love this position so much is that I get to impact insurance professionals in their career whether they're a frontline sales agent that's selling insurance for the very first time in one of our call centers or whether they're a a business owner that is taking advantage of the agency ownership opportunity so Mm -hmm. i help um, develop the strategic programs and the processes that help our our agents and our sales professionals scale and grow
0: some of our biggest weaknesses on the independent side those processes for whatever it may be whatever it may be uh, service or sales or lead generation so yeah awesome
1: you have to have a blueprint when you're scaling and growing an agency or else it feels a little bit like painting uh, throwing paint at the wall uh, a lot of trial and error so um, we really believe that with the right game plan the agents can make a really big splash in the insurance ecosystem we heavily invest in the agency model. We believe in agents because that's where it all began for us. And um, nine years ago, my husband, Justin Agar and I opened our our very first insurance agency, and it was a local insurance office boutique style agency and in the captive world selling one brand. And we had to roll up our sleeves and just figure it out. There was a lot of uh, trial and error along the way. and through that journey of becoming a captive agency owner, um, a top performing agency in that environment to then transitioning into the independent world, we carried with us a passion for seeing the other agents that were growing their businesses alongside us, seeing them succeed and grow as well. And so every day I get to come to work and help agents succeed. And I love sharing game plans and tips and best practices and things that will just make it a little bit easier for agents to make a bigger impact in their world, in their agencies.
0: So before we go on to what you've seen now that you've come over to the captive side, I do need to lay out, she used the word blueprint. Now blueprint is important to hear folks. I I, I really want to lay the foundation of why blueprint is important because it was probably the best album that Jay-Z came out with, right? And and, and Jay-Z's come out with a lot of good stuff. And so when Jay-Z comes out with the blueprint and Caitlyn Agar is saying you need a blueprint, I think you need to listen up because she's got backing to prove it.
1: I'm glad that Jay-Z is making blueprints cool because as soon as I hop on a YouTube video or a podcast, I'm like, hey guys, let's talk processes. I don't think people are like dropping what they're doing. So like, hey, I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to plug in my headphones and I'm going to listen to Caitlyn Agar talk about programs and processes. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's one of those things that as business owners, isn't necessarily the most fun part of our job every day. We love talking to clients. We love coaching our team. We love getting out there and interacting with people and having those fun conversations and learning it. What we don't like doing is sitting down and sketching out a blueprint for our agency. But, um, I think that there's definitely some best practices that can make it, um, really strategic move so that you are growing your agency with a purpose and not just throwing pain at the wall.
0: Yeah. So, so, so I I like that. And, and, um, I, I really think like, if you have a webinar or a class, it needs to be, if Jay-Z was an insurance agent, why would he come to this class? Right. It's because you guys are building a blueprint. Like, okay, sorry. I just, I just go off on that. I just think that that's hilarious, but I'm obviously- all the only people laughing are me and you, Caitlin, so I do appreciate it. I don't think the loyal last listeners are laughing as they're running right now. That's where they usually, when they're exercising, they listen the most. So Caitlin, so you've come over here, and one of the things that kind of rocked our world is when we brought in Jeff She into our mastermind, um, and we, and when he came in, he started saying things that other agents weren't used to. He started, he started questioning the things that even us rockstar agents inside the mastermind were saying, which was about growth and how agencies can grow. One of the things you're known for because of the podcast that we said was leads, right? Being successful selling off leads. I believe the, the name of the, um, oh yeah, the name of the podcast you actually came up with was uh, online leads are more something than wow. referrals.
1: So it's so funny you mentioned that because in our first conversation, Jason, I, I wasn't even planning to talk about internet leads or digital marketing because it's such a hot topic. And mm-hmm. I, I said insurance leads are more predictable than referrals. Yes. Right. And I just assumed that everyone agreed with me because it's so obvious to me that of course they're more predictable than referrals. And it, uh, kind of ignited as this little bit of a debate online because it's, it's of people don't see it that way and um, i think that what's interesting is that uh, the question isn't if they're um higher quality or a better strategy or whatnot than referrals it's simply they're more predictable than referrals so referrals are great we need to make sure we're maximizing referrals we need to have systems that where referrals are going to happen organically throughout the interactions in our agency Because if you just sign up a client and you just save the money and they're happy with your agency, they probably know other people that you can help. But that's an organic process that you can foster without having to um, do a lot of things that are out of the ordinary. When you have a a really strategic digital marketing process, now you can dial it back and you can. You can figure out how many leads do I have to buy to be able to get in front of this many clients to be able to bring this many clients on board to our company. So then it becomes a situation where you can turn a knob and a dial to get from point A to point B. Whereas with referrals, they're not predictable. They're in someone else's hands. It depends on whether or not that mortgage broker is going to feel like maybe working with you or the insurance agent down the street, or if they're still happy sending, sending you referrals, but next month they won't be happy sending you referrals. So referrals are important, but they should occur organically. And digital marketing allows you to expand your reach. I loved it. That's how you can scale and grow to new levels because it's really, really hard to generate enough referrals that you're getting a thousand referrals a month and the crazy numbers that you would need to see from referrals to really be able to, to win in the high volume game.
0: Chuck Blondino, uh, a regional sales director at the time, back in 2014, 2017, loyal listeners, you know, if you're new, go check it out these podcasts. He gives a, every two years, they study 900 agencies on the West coast. And what was amazing is what he actually found when these agencies have good tracking systems and actually tracked their referrals, it was pretty nutty. Because according to the average, it was like the best agencies out there get one referral for every 85 clients every 30 days. Okay, so if you are, are I'm sorry, every, every year. Okay, so you're equivalent to. And that really made a lot of people mad because they were like, no, 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 we get more referrals than that. So I think that's where we separate that, right? And loyal listeners, you can see why Caitlin and I love this. This isn't really what we chose to talk about, but now we're going more, we'll get off of it. But it's more of a proactive and reactive is the way that I look at that, right? When it's in somebody else's hands, you're kind of reactive to what they want to do when it's proactive is what you said, predictable. It's more, it's in my hands. I have control of when this referral is going to happen. I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? Per, per, uh, uh. Exactly. Um, when
1: you have the, the
0: reactive burst proactive really
1: great digital leads coming in, you have a little bit of
0: control over
1: mm-hmm. the momentum in your office and the energy in your office and how all of that will snowball for the sales team.
0: But doesn't I, it make sense, real quick, Caitlin? Let's lead into this. Doesn't it make sense, though, that people really interrupted a pushback, as you said, kind of got a real big conversation going? That's because you started to step on toes of what is the orthodox of how this industry operates. And that's what's gonna make us better. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs.
1: you're supposed to open up a brick and mortar agency and figure out how to become well-known in the community. And that if you do so, people will naturally want to send you their business because you care about quality and you care about people. So why wouldn't they send you your business? But that's not what I found from my personal experiences, networking in the community. Um, I was a captive agent in a um, smallish town in Illinois. You're familiar with Geneva, St. Charles, super cute towns, Um, really great um, chamber of commerce, really close knit community. And I was all in. I dove in. I made sure I was going to the women in business luncheons, joined the chamber of commerce went to the festival sponsored the booths sponsored the easter egg hunts would show up at the easter egg hunts and do face painting for the kids we would make sure that we were in the print ads for the local neighborhood magazines and that i was on a sign at the local basketball games soccer games all of this stuff and and you think you know if i just get to know enough people and they just get to know our agency and what makes our agency so awesome they'll send us referrals and what I was finding when I was at these luncheons was I'd be looking at my watch and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I, that was a really awesome little fun game. We just played to get to know each other. But I could have sold two insurance policies by now. <laughs> and um, it didn't I it, it didn't seem to me to be the most efficient way to grow our business. And I, I there's a story I haven't shared with you yet that I think if I if I haven't convinced our listeners yet that I really. And try everything with the local networking, um, the super cute little town and one of the biggest fundraisers that they did every year was um, this little competition called Dancing with the Stars, Dancing with the uh, with, and Dancing with the Stars was a local fundraiser for the the Art Foundation. And they would bring in a dance instructor from Chicago and work with you for two or three months to get your dance ready. And it was this high ticket event where people could buy a high ticket, come in, vote with their dollars and raise money for the art foundation. And Justin and I were on Dancing with uh, the Local Stars. And we spent three months learning this little dance. And (laughs) neither one of us are dancers. And I mean, we marketed it town. We were on posters all over town in the little town newsletters and news clippings and and all that good stuff. Guess how many referrals came out of that being plastered all over town and they did bio videos and we were in little press release articles.
0: Tons of exposure with very little reward.
1: Right. So it was super fun. We got to meet great people. We got to help this amazing foundation in the town. But that's when I learned, you know what, I'm if when I'm out there networking and getting to know people and participating in local events, I'm just going to do it out of the goodness of my heart because it's something I'm passionate about and not because I'm trying to be a local celebrity. I'm not going to do it to try to grow the business. I'm not going to do it because I'm holding my breath and crossing my fingers that they'll let me quote their business insurance. <laughs> and um, I'm going to pursue a, a different marketing strategy for the agency.
0: So we're Was that kind of one of the turning strategies? I mean, you had many probably points, but that was like, oh my gosh, we spent a lot of time. I mean, three months worth. I mean, you started thinking about how many many policies you could have sold, right? We
1: were working 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. We've always taken Sundays off, but Monday through Saturday was always going to be a 12-hour day. And... We were in the agency selling. We believe that when you start an agency, that the agency owners should be on the phone selling, learning that conversation and modeling that for the team until it's time to hire on sales managers to to take that. And so when you're super involved in the community and taking advantage of all the networking opportunities, it takes you out of the agency a lot as well. So that we did have to calculate, you know, are we in the community because we want to help the community, right? Because we should be really involved. We should be giving back. We should be um, participating and helping make our town better and better and better. But are we going to look at that as the way that we're going to set our agency up for success? And um
0: I don't care if you say you draw all of your stuff off of referrals. There's less than probably 1% to 5% at max of the loyal listeners listening right now that can say that she's wrong. There's There's some out there that like they are kings of this, right? They've been doing it for 35 years. They're driving in. They only want 10 leads a week and they're able to get it. Um, And they're cold calling. That's the other thing, too, is that they're really proactively working those. And are they getting the success they should? You're really turning it on its head, hence the reason why it started a conversation. Because, and I want to say this as we keep continuing on with this wave, her way is not better than any other way. And any other way is not better than her way. We are all unique fingerprints. We all have successes and failures. I've been talking Caitlin so many times to other agents who tell me that they did something and I'm like, that's not going to work because I did it or I know other somebody did it and it works. And it's like their main strategy and they're growing. You know what I mean? So that after a couple years of talking to other agents made me realize, okay, Jason, yours is not like the golden ticket. You know, it is for somebody, but not everybody. It's
1: so true. And I think the older I get, the more I realize that um, there's more that I don't know than things that I, I do know. It's important to know what you don't know and to always question, hey, could, could I be wrong about this? And I think approaching things with an open mind helps all of us. And absolutely, there are agents out there that have seen huge success in different methods than how I chose to grow my captive in my independent agencies. But I think that there's some best principles we can take along the way and all learn from each other.
0: So how much were you guys putting on in premium a month so that they understand that your ways is not just some radical way, it's it's pretty extensive and elite?
1: My independent agency sold a million dollars in our first 90 days. And at that point, I um, transitioned over to Quantum. I sold that book and wanted to be a part of what Quantum was doing. And the the numbers that Quantum's putting up are pretty unheard of in the independent industry for a personal mm. lines agency
0: Very much so. Very much so. Very proactively reasoning the reason why not sitting there and waiting for that. So as this has gone, this conversation started, people started saying, wait a minute, she doesn't know whatever it could be. Wow. I agree with her. I mean, there was a lot of that, you know, and that was what the crazy part was, is I had a couple people in the mastermind call and say, Hey, Jeff, she is a little bit, you know, do you think that he, what he's thinking that is focused on independence and what it is. And then I have two other highly regarded people in the mastermind who call me and like, Jeff, she is exactly who this, this uh, group needs. And it's like, okay, you know what I mean? You kind of found the same thing out there. That means progress. When we're feeling uncomfortable, someone's making us move. You know what I mean? And that's important. That's so important of what we're trying to do. So what have you seen carrying on and where you'd like to focus this industry and expose this industry for more greatness?
1: I think that I'm seeing a really big gap between the captive agent experience and the independent agency experience. I'm seeing this really big chasm where if you're on one side, it it can feel a little bit like a bubble and there can be misconceptions about the other side. And we're seeing captive agents leave the captive world and transition to independent agencies in numbers we've never seen before, they're leaving in droves. And it, it, it begs the question, why? Why are captive agents that are part of an organization that has all this brand recognition and what we see is more support maybe than what some independents get in the independent world? Why, why would they leave that brand recognition? Why would they leave that support to sell their agency, leave everything behind? uproot the networks and friendships that they've cultivated over years and years and years to start all over
0: very good question
1: and i think that that we're seeing um this disruption in the agency world and what it what methods people are seeing as the most strategic ways to set our agencies up for the long term and this new wave that we're seeing is that captive agents are now Willing to uproot and leave that brand recognition to dive into the independent agency world because of this massive opportunity that's on the other side. And I think that that leaves the independent agents thinking, whoa, what is going on? (laughs) Who are all these people and why are they here? So I hope to serve as a little bit of a bridge between those two um, groups and shed a little bit of light on what I see going on behind the scenes.
0: And so as she's delivering to you, we are going to turn over um, Agency Intelligence uh, podcast to Caitlin and some of her expertise And the coming, uh, we're calling it a mini series. You guys remember we have done this before with a couple other podcasters out there because they had, Wesley Anderson has a very unique way at the way he looks at technology. And I wanted that to be exposed to you. As I've listened to Caitlin, Caitlin, it's just not so much my podcast, but I've heard her on Insurance Town with the mayor. Mr. Heath Sharon. That's the man over there with Hanley. And every time I don't, my loyal listeners know I don't listen to podcasts. I listen to every one of your podcasts because I see a lot of your message in your ways in some of the things that inspired me years ago was to challenge the norms that loyal listeners know. That's what we do here. We challenge the norms. We don't, we, it doesn't mean that we deny them. It doesn't mean that we don't accept them. It doesn't mean that we don't listen. That doesn't mean we don't expect accept them as wisdom. But it's okay to go, you know what? I didn't think that's the way it went. Let me try my way too, you know? And then exposing that to say, you know what? There is another way to do that. Because there is someone out there struggling that hears that and goes, oh my gosh, I'm in the same type of snowflake. I, that, that can affect me. And so what I want is I want Caitlin to... Um, she's going to be talking about things she's given me a whole list of things so we're all over the place on what k- k- agents should be asking themselves right because here's the thing Kate that I want to say I think the more you teach and help captives understand and is going to help more independents understand and I think really what we're going to find out is Mr. Independent we're talking about you because they're the change what they're bringing is going to help them change now one of the things that the indie is going to help a lot on this on these people coming over, or people these captives and the people coming over, is we do know how to work with companies a little bit more, right? We're kind our brain has kind of figured out that a lot. So I think there's so much learning that can happen on both sides. Wrong or right about that, Caitlin.
1: There's so much underneath that surface and so much to learn. And I I think that one of my main messages is that having come from both the captive and the independent agency ownership world and having had both boutique agencies and mega startups and developing programs for call centers. I believe that agents can learn a lot from call centers and call centers can learn a lot from agencies and that you can win at the high volume game without losing the heart and soul of your agency. This isn't about sacrificing quality for quantity. This isn't about going independent and becoming transactional and turning into a price shopper. I believe that quality and high volume client acquisition can coexist. And that's what we're here to do. We're all here to still show up for our clients and deliver the quality experience that they have come to expect and deserve. But we're going to go about it strategically with a purpose so that we can match as many clients as possible with their true carrier fit and make sure that they have that world-class experience along the way. And it doesn't have to be an either or.
0: Wow. And yeah, once again, going back to my buddy, Wesley um, oh, Anderson, he has a great saying, Caitlin, you and Wes have just got to get to know each other more. Uh, Wesley.
1: Wesley, send me a... Send I, he's, me my
0: <laughs> he's my dude. He's my dude. He's the owner of Agency VA, And the thing he says is, is we've got to get rid of the, um, it's not a this or that it's a, this and that he says that a lot. And that's very similar to just what you said, right? He believe he bases that on the scarcity concept. People are feel as if there's not enough for everybody, right? So it's gotta be this or that. No, it's this and that we can both coexist. We can both learn from each other, even though we may think we're at opposite ends of the spectrum at the end of it, we're all business owners. And that's what's important. If a famous saying I said a long time ago is don't run your agency or don't run your business like an agency, run your agency like a business, you know, that that's very, very important. So Caitlin, um, we are looking forward to this. I love what is a mega startup. I saw that as one of your notes, which I thought was great. Massive actions that have to happen in your agency to be around in 2030. I always love predictions that dial out death for people because I know that sounds sad, but sometimes you're getting. You're dying in an industry because you're not progressing, right? And that kind of holds back everybody. So as well as your long, as lo, here's what I say, Kaylin. Uh, as long as someone is willing to listen, willing to learn from other agents on whatever podcast or whatever platform, we're here to support you to make sure you don't pass or die and you're here for 2030. But if you're willing to ignore it, then maybe I'm not, yeah. not, not so concerned.
1: When I wrote that note, Jason, it kind of freaked me out to see that 2030 is not that far away.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not. And think about this. It sounds futuristic, but it's right around the corner. And it was like right at the end of 2009, beginning of 20, 2010, that I got on Facebook for the first time. Right? Look how much has happened. Facebook, LinkedIn, I know they've been around before 2009, but for the mainstream people out there, no one knew what Snapchat was in 2010. Look at all this that has happened and really think about what we're getting ready to do. I think, what is it, there's a famous uh, saying out there, as you can tell, I love sayings. Um, they said that you will over predict what you can do in a year, but you will under ma- uh, uh, massively under um, estimate what you can do in 10. And I think that that's important. And what they're saying is, it's that little bitty change year after year that goes ten years later. You're like, holy cow! Look where we are now. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about you coming on the platform. Uh, really about some of the things that you're going to be delivering. I think you have so much to give, Caitlin. And I think that the industry is going to find out after hearing you more and more, especially with you taking the reins, that you are a gift to the industry. And we greatly appreciate Allstate giving us you. <laughs> Just joking. Allstate's big in my agency. I'm not they're, they're very good for our agency. So I'm just saying that. But anyways.
1: Thanks, Jason. I'm super excited about this mini series. So really looking forward to diving into these just concepts that I think are hot topics right now for agents and getting to have these discussions about how agencies can scale and grow, what a mega startup is, how we can win at the high volume game and how we can do it together.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Risk tolerance and striking while the iron is hot. I will tell you this thank you very much. I really, really do appreciate this. Uh, this is going to be exciting, loyal listeners. Once again, it's just another way that me and the team here are trying to create a platform that's not for Jason, not for AI. It's for the independent world, it's for agents, it's for our industry, because this is the only way. When I started in 2013, I said, Tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. I've heard her thoughts. I've heard her ideas and I need her to tell the world what to say. It's not about me. I'm just one voice. The more voices we have, the more forward change we make, the more dynamic change we make, because that has to do with pro- progression and seeing things as we're going forward. Caitlin, is there anything you'd like to wrap it up with one more time before we let the before we get out of here?
1: Just that I'm blessed that I get to do this. And I think that if we approach insurance, like, hey, I get to do insurance today. (laughs) I don't have to do insurance today. I get to do it. I think we can all have a lot more fun along the way.
0: Yes, I greatly agree. Thank you very much, Caitlin. And loyal listeners, stay tuned because we got some stuff coming and it's going to be exciting. And uh, once again, this is uh, Agency Intelligence Podcast. Give you a real agent inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass. She's Caitlin. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.